0: Welcome to our final broadcast of Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am Intuitive Medium, Spiritual Coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host
1: of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, Angel Therapy Practitioner and Heal Your Money, Love, Joy, Peace, and Health Story Coach.
2: And I am author and transformational Coach, Rory Reich.
1: It is sad but true.
0: Today is our last broadcast of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Our first show aired on November 25th in 2020 with forgiveness coach, Brenda Reese. I remember when I first got that nudge from Spirit or the Universe to create this show. Upon sitting down with both Rory and Brenda separately, I knew right away that we needed to come together because of our similar healing journeys. Later, I was guided to bring in Jeanette Dames when sadly, Brenda had to leave us. And while her time with us has been short, it has been marvelous. I have truly loved our time together on this show especially being in service to you, our loyal listener. I hope that by sharing our personal stories and our coaching techniques that we really have made an impact on you and that you are out there living your best life. We end today on our 33rd show, but as they say, every ending leads to a new beginning. And so it is, our t- it is time for us to part ways and finish our own personal projects, which we hope to share with you in the future.
2: Well, the last three years have flown by, uh, (laughs) and before meeting you and being a guest on your show, Sakura, I never imagined hosting a radio show, but it has been an incredible adventure. And I know all good things must end, but I want to express how much I've enjoyed my time here. Uh, It's been a platform for growth, both as a coach and an individual, which I am truly, truly grateful for. Uh, I'd like to thank our lawyer listeners and the amazing Eric and, of course, you, Sakura, for your unwavering support, which made this journey possible. Uh, But the show isn't over yet. So let's kick off our last broadcast with today's topic of living in joy.
1: Before we start that, I have to share something with you because you said there were 33. This was the 33rd episode. Mm -hmm. And if you go into angel numbers, um, that means you have a strong and clear connection with one or more ascended masters. So keep talking to them. So that's leads us both all three of us into our where we're going. Are we all have ascended masters. Yep. Working with us. So sweet. Just, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> so going into the topic of today's show, living in joy, the achievement of anything that you desire must be considered success, whether it's a trophy or money or relationships or things. But if you will let your standard of success be your achievement of joy, everything else will fall easily into place. For in the finding of joy, you are finding vibrational alignment with the resources of the universe. So that's a statement from Abraham Hicks and the Law of Attraction. And for me, I feel like it pretty much says it all. It's easy to confuse happiness with joy. And a lot of people use those words in in, interchange the use of those words. But happiness comes as a result of something that we enjoy or something we like or something that we find fun. And it's usually fleeting. Joy resides deep in our soul and is always present. Happiness comes and goes, but joy, when you understand and can find it and place it in your heart, will always be there, holding you steadfast and strong, even when what's going on around you doesn't feel happy. So an example of that might be you get hurt, you break a bone, you're having pain, you've got an illness, and you're not happy about it at all. But it doesn't take away your joy. And that's what holds you together deep inside. So joy is this connection to the divine. And we'll talk a little bit more about the connection to the divine later in the show. But the biggest point is we can find ourselves in situations where happiness isn't present. It's not always going to be there when you walk through your daily life, especially if you're working with a lot of other people. We're not always going to get along with everybody. So we're not always feeling that happy. I want to laugh. I want to dance feeling, that doesn't mean that you don't have joy in your soul. So because we're focused deep on something serious or maybe uncomfortable, we feel like we don't, we're not happy, but deep in our soul, we have joy. So it holds us from diving deep into a depression or despair. So bad things are happening around you. But when you have that joyful connection to source, you know, you're safe and it keeps you from going down that deep, whole rabbit hole of depression so coming from that connection happiness is a wonderful thing but it's also dependent on circumstances and we can't always control our circumstances so once you learn how to connect with joy it's always present and it cannot be undone so i have a couple of questions for uh rory and Secura but i think we're kind of close to break so we'll go on and and take our break now when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about joy and happiness and what they both mean to all of us. Awesome.
3: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again remote sessions available contact sakura at sakurasutter.com that's S A K U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com.
4: a health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime it leaves us frightened confused and asking why did this happen to me Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at roryreich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.
5: Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more. Sakura Skin and S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had welcome
0: back to our final broadcast of love from the hip presents the conscious coaching hour i am sakura sutter intuitive medium and spiritual coach i am also your host of love from the hip
2: and i'm transformational coach author and your host rory reich on today's show we're discussing living in joy if you have a question or need some advice message us directly on our facebook page love from the hip that's hyp or call 1-88-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Um, so we have lost Jeanette. Yes. <laughs> we are waiting to get her back.
0: Mercury retrograde. Mm,
2: it's <laughs> always the it's always the cause.
0: All right. Well, we'll try to give her a call while we're discussing. So, Rory, you were mentioning as far as the divine connection, yeah. right? With living in joy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I really love that the concept of the difference between joy and happiness. That's fairly new to me, uh, but I totally resonate with that. Like I get that idea that a lot of us are just, you know, living our lives and sometimes it's not always fun. It's a lot of work and chores and tasks and things. And and then you're right. What do we do? We go out and we chase happiness, right? We try to find these little experiences to give us a break. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like absolutely nothing wrong. I think You know what Jeanette was saying in the intro is really that that's not the thing that's going to sustain us through all the hard times, right? If that's all we have is those fleeting moments that we're chasing, uh, that's not enough, and that really resonates with me. What about you?
0: Yeah, and I also think you know having that connection, right, is also connecting or having that self love and that authenticity is what I was hearing when Jeanette was speaking, and so bringing us closer to ourselves, and then. We're not really, it's not that we're not bothered by what's happening around us. We just feel, as Jeanette was saying, we feel safer and more secure as we try to navigate through those harsh circumstances.
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing that stuck out to me was, you know, whether, I don't know if you have to have a connection with the divine, right? I think mm-hmm. what, to me, you, you need to have purpose. Right. And your purpose could be like helping others right? That could be very meaningful to you, give your life a lot of meaning and a lot of joy. So even during those difficult times, you have this overarching purpose to your life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, purpose is connection to divine or God. Right. But I think, I I just want to be careful, because I think there's a lot of ways to have purpose in life and to have a meaningful life and to find joy outside of just the connection to divine.
0: Yeah, and I think in order to find that purpose, right, we have to know ourselves better. Yeah, 100%. And explore that and who we are. So, yeah, for sure. And then do you think that there's less envy when we tend to have more joy than happiness? (laughs) As you said earlier, you know, comparing ourselves to others and what others have.
2: Well, I mean, I think, you know... As she mentioned, joy is a vibrational state, right? Yeah. And I think when we're in those more positive higher vibrational states, then we don't dip down to the lower ones quite as easily. Right. Mm-hmm. So when your heart is filled with love and when you're in that moment, it's so much more challenging to dip down into the envy or right. the jealousy or all the other things because of the way you feel.
0: It's That's, like you're you're sustaining that Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it takes
2: you a lot more when you're super happy to like get Really angry and bummed out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's more things that need to happen when your vibration is already fairly low. Because maybe you're, you're susceptible, then. yeah, you're more yeah. struggling, then it's easy to jump to those. Absolutely. Those, um, well, it looks
0: like we've got Jeanette on the line. Jeanette,
6: yeah, sorry, Hi. Everything, everything completely froze here. So, apparently oh, no. you two were supposed to be the ones having the conversation.
2: Oh, we're holding down the fork, yeah. <laughs> <We're>,
6: jump
0: <laughs> on in, <laughs> we're good. So, you had some questions for us, Jeanette.
6: Well, I did, but I first wanted to talk about the connection to the divine, because a lot of people um, link that word divine only to the one source, to God,
0: Mm -hmm. And,
6: and it is used very much like that in mainstream society and Christian religion, and it can be, it can very much be that connection to the divine, whatever you see it as, and that's what matters. But if you really look at the meaning of divine, it means that our lives have a greater purpose than what we can see with our physical eyes. And so bringing that that deep purpose into our soul is what I think about when I think about holding joy in our soul, because that's a great purpose for all of us to share with everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So it, for those of you who struggle with that word divine being connected to a source or the word God, because some people are uncomfortable with that, it doesn't bother me, but it bothers a lot of people. Sure. To just realize that that divine really means being connected to a purpose that's deep inside your heart, deep inside your soul. So, and we're all connected to something bigger than ourselves, or whatever that is, or however you envision that to be. So, I suspect that while I was off the radio, you guys might have already been answering my question.
2: Well, we did talk about that one, and I I love that you elaborated on it. And it also makes me think of, because I I talked about like, you know, life purpose, and as you mentioned, but I, I also think, you know, now that you're, you're, Saying that, like connecting to the divine can be you and your divine, right? Mm-hmm. As Sakura is saying, like, yeah, even just knowing yourself more, connecting to your—I <laughs> want to be careful about saying higher self, but depending on mm-hmm. what your beliefs are, but like you mm-hmm. are divine as well, right? Um, and, yeah, and your life here is a is an expression of that divine uniqueness, and, and exactly. yeah, how do you put that into into purpose and have meaning around it?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I yeah. Love that. That's what we talked about. <laughs> okay.
6: Well, and that's that's even better than what I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you what it felt like to you, and can you feel the difference between that in you as you move through your day?
2: The difference between joy and happiness? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I do think that you know now that we've been having this discussion and talking about it kind of offline, that um, yeah, I can see in my life where I do chase happiness, right? And as I mentioned, there's nothing wrong with that, but I also very, very much, try to cultivate a connection and have meaning in my life, and I don't always attribute the word "joy" to that, but that's mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about
6: yeah, and I think a lot of people don't attach the word "joy" to it either; they just realize that you know maybe a lot of things didn't go the way they planned that day, but when they got home they're not feeling terribly bad.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I just kind of considered them one and the same as you you were saying earlier they're interchangeable, and I don't think I really differentiated them until I got really sick. And then, as you mentioned, you know, joy is around (laughs) when things go bad. Joy Mm -hmm. can still exist. And I still had joy in my heart despite my whole life crumbling and my body falling apart. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I do. It is such a good descriptive word, right? Like when you are going through those challenging times. And I do think about like that concept of chasing joy as well. Right. Like there was something in my heart that gave me hope. Mm -hmm. Right. I I don't want to use the word hope because that's not, that was a feeling, but it was like, there was this joy of life of the beauty of life, even though at those times when you're having serious health issues, like you're scared, Mm -hmm. right. You don't always have the answers, but I think when you're on that path and you're looking for answers, you do have that sense of joy and wonder about the whole process. So, yeah, it is. it is a very fitting word.
0: And it's a conscious choice
2: yeah, versus 100%. happiness,
0: which just happens to us. It can yeah. be dependent
6: on other people yeah. or other situations.
0: Right. Yeah, and
2: especially in those moments, you're not chasing happiness. <laughs>
0: that's for <laughs> sure. Like, you that's, give up your no. That's not a pride one. Uh-huh. No,
2: no. You're like.
6: What about
0: for you, Jeanette?
6: Um, for me, it, I think it first showed up when my daughter was born, which I think a lot of people experience that. Mm-hmm. Because you have you experience a joy as well as happiness that you've never experienced before when you have a child. Um, it could also happen when you fall deeply in love, which is what happens when you have a child. But for me, it was like, you know, I, I went through a lot raising her by myself. But there was never a horrible sense of despair because she had given me that connection to my purpose,
0: mm-hmm.
6: which is what divine speaks to. And I knew that no matter what I did with my life, as long as I had her, that was now my purpose. I was bringing something else beautiful to the world, and I'm sure a lot of parents feel that way. I love that, and
0: I can relate. That's what I made my daughter my purpose—to heal, yeah. in choosing to mm-hmm. heal.
6: Yeah. So even if you're not, people often will come. I'm sure you guys get this too, as coaches, like say, "Well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, it changes." throughout your life, mm-hmm. but but your divine purpose is is to hold that connection in your heart so that, because if we all remain connected to source or connected to the divine, which is also our purpose, and we all stay connected to that, then we're doing good things with our life. Yeah. We're not out there searching for things that are going to be fleetingly giving us some kind of pleasure. Yeah. Um, We know that we have a connection that's deeper, so we don't have to chase things, and we don't have to be mean, and we don't have to fight.
0: And resist.
6: Yeah, (laughs) this is why I get so devoted to carrying joy and holding it out in the world, because I think it can change the energy in the world, the more of us that hold that in our heart. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, you're not trying to fill a void.
0: Mm -hmm. Instant gratification. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think joy connects us differently in relationships than happiness?
6: Me? Yeah. Um, When we're in a place of joy, we're in a relationship, like you're talking about a romantic relationship?
0: I would say all relationships, but we can start with romantic.
6: Um, I don't think that when you're holding yourself in a place of joy, there's not a need for ego to come through and be filled up by the other person. It's a, a feeling of peace, and and I would say peace and joy because it then it just kind of bubbles to the top.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think there's also you know we talked about this before of this concept of like selfishness versus selflessness, and I think when I think about like trying to be happy in a relationship, I think sometimes that can f- sound like I need to get my needs met, right? Where uh-huh. joy sounds like you know you're doing something together like you're mm-hmm. thinking about the other person like it's it's a it's a very different energy yeah. and yeah if you were in a in a relationship where everybody where both parties were just trying to seek joy then that's just different than yeah i need to get my needs met in this scenario
0: and then you would also know who you are better right mm-hmm. and the other person would as well and then you can grow together in that way
2: yeah it's, it's, it seems more conch, conscious mm
6: mm-hmm. mhm <laughs> and uh, also that creates a balanced relationship
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Happiness versus joy reminds me of this that proverb You can't have your cake and eat it too Because happiness is that <laughs> desire to get the cake And the instant gratification of eating it yeah, yeah. Only to realize you no longer have the cake after you eat it uh-huh. Or Joy is that conscious choice to have uh-huh. the cake And then be content that after eating it It will be completely gone that's what I like I thought about that's deep yeah so then do you think that most relationships founded upon happiness tend to fail over those built upon joy Rory
2: oh boy I don't know um (laughs) (laughs) you know I think a relationship and and having longevity be a, a part of it is really about like I said about being conscious and that and there's a lot of things that go into that so I think a lot of it is, as you mentioned, knowing yourself, um, also really, really caring about the other person knowing themselves, right, just as equally. Mm. It's not about, like, trying to win some battles, trying to win the relationship. And so I think it's, I I would use the word joy. I think there's a lot of empathy and compassion involved in that as well. So I think it's a pretty (laughs) big mix of components. Uh, What about you?
0: Me or Jeanette? Uh, you, Sakura. <laughs> yes, I definitely believe that, you know, as we were mentioning, chasing someone through infatuation or attraction, that it just eventually it fizzles out, yep. right? It's just yep. in the moment. It's how you feel in the moment. And then unfortunately, we tend to stay in those relationships that are wrong for us because we're collecting all those little glimmers of happiness, hoping that they outweigh the wrongness or the toxicity of that relationship, right? It's yeah, kind it's of like, a vicious cycle. It's that like late at night in. when
2: you just want one more cookie.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you can't stop? Yeah, I and mean, then you don't feel so good after the cookie. <laughs>
6: <laughs> what do you think? ice cream. I discovered some <laughs> animal cracker ice cream with sprinkles oh last God. night. Oh, see, there you go. That, that was lethal. Good. That's definitely um, happiness. But yeah, you're absolutely right in that because there you're looking for somebody else to fulfill you. Right. Yeah. And if you've really got that solid sense of purpose in your heart, then you don't need somebody else to fulfill you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like filling that gap, right? Which can oh, yeah. never be filled by another person. Mm-hmm. It can only be filled by having yeah. joy.
0: So what are some ways for us to find joy? What would you say, Jeanette?
6: Um, I think it, for someone that's confused about it and does not feel like, like they're living in a place of joy, to spend some time alone, really getting into listening to your heart, listening to your guides, listening to your angels, um, especially if you can do it out in nature. And I'm not talking about a city park, although that's better than nothing. But if you can get out in the woods and if you're not comfortable going out in the woods alone, go with someone who isn't, you know, so you don't feel alone. But just sit with yourself mm. and and look at what's going on inside. Look at how you feel. Bring up um, situations in your life that made you unhappy and see how you feel about them now and see if you can connect with that purpose just by being in peace, being in a peaceful place, getting rid of all the chatter and the clutter and everything else that's out there.
0: I like that. Sakura? Um, I would say acts of service. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I always feel joy in my heart, even just doing this radio show. But it, however, I can gift other people in ways that they can't gift themselves. And then, as you were saying, Jeanette, getting to know who you are, so that authenticity, so that you can't waver from who you are once you're you know, confronted with something that's hard or in a relationship. And yeah. I would add also limiting your, your news intake, right, and the negativity. Oh, yes. And I always tell my clients, look for the good. There is a lot of good out there, too. What would you
2: say, Ray? Um, I think I, I was thinking that you know, as children, we we know what our joy is, right? As we come adults, we forget about that. So I always it like
0: it's dimmed down. Yeah, like I always dark. like to go
2: back to like, well, think about when you were a child. Like, mm-hmm. what were the things that you naturally did that brought you joy? And could some of those things still bring you that level of joy? Right? Like, a, I get a lot of joy. Um, out of creating things yeah right and I, I just I'll no matter what I do in my life I will always create things because it just makes me feel great mm-hmm. like I'm inspired you know I get in that sense where you just lose track of time it's fun you could do it forever and so I think all of us have these innate things qualities that bring us joy so I think it's just like trying to get back to that child part of yourself and remember, like, what were the things that I loved to do? And did I forget about those?
0: Mm-hmm. That uh, wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Would you add anything else, Jeanette?
6: Uh, I I love that, what you just said, Rory, because I was just thinking about babies, Um, because I'm around my little grandbabies as often as I can, and I watch the littlest one. We come in with our connection to the divine, with our connection to our purpose. We're not aware of what it is. But if you watch babies, they, they will just be running around, they'll be happy, and, and something might happen. They might fall down or they don't get something they want. But it usually takes them 30 seconds to a minute to go back to joy <laughs> yes. because it's their innate feeling. It's their mm-hmm. go-to place. And so they cry and scream for a minute and they go right back to, to being happy, to be expressing that joy that's in their soul. So maybe we also look at happiness as an extension of joy, mm. something that that spurts out of the joy that's within us and creates that, those extra moments of pleasure.
0: I yeah. like
6: that. Yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. So stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And if you have a question about living in joy or would like an intuitive message or coaching advice with any issue – Then message us directly on our Facebook
5: page, Love From The Hip. That's H-Y-P. Do you wonder why you repeat behaviors that don't serve you? Do you struggle with self-love? Are you intimidated by situations where you want to stand up for yourself but can't? If any of those resonate with you, you may be living someone else's story. This can lead to dysfunctional relationships, emotional shutdowns, and regrets. Every part of your life may be a reflection of someone else's story. It's time to live your life. In 2005, spiritual life coach Jeanette Dames realized she was living other people's stories. She recreated her life to live her story and love, joy, peace, health, and prosperity showed up. From this deep transformation, Jeanette has developed a six-week coaching program to help you create your life your way. She can help you make it a dazzling reality. It's time to let go of what you absorbed from others and create the life you want. Visit RiverAngelRanch.com for more information. That's R-I-V-E-R-A-N-G-E-L-R-A-N-C-H.com.
0: No problem. With Astera Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skin Care Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com.
4: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.
0: Welcome back to our final broadcast of Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am Intuitive Medium, Spiritual Coach, and your host, Sakura
1: Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, Angel Therapy Practitioner and Heal Your Money, Love, Joy, Peace, and Health Story Coach.
2: And I'm Transformational Coach, Author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing Living in Joy. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527.
7: It's time now for our angels and ancestors to take to the airwaves. If you'd like a message from your angels and ancestors or simply an intuitive reading, call now, 888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527.
1: Please feel free to call us if you'd like to speak with any of us about any issue that might be on your mind. It doesn't have to be about joy. And we've pulled some cards for you that um, I'm going to go first here. And I think this is really cool. It's I wish I could show it to everyone. It's a picture of two elephants embracing their trunks.
0: Mm.
1: And to me, that's such a deep uh, picture of joy The elephants carry it so deeply within themselves. And they wrap it around everything that they do. You know, they can be hundreds of miles apart from each other and still communicate. So that would be a message that I would want to share with you, that compassion is an emotion of, of tenderness and compassion is deeply rooted with joy. When you're deep in your purpose, you're feeling compassion for other people and you're out there working with others in the world and trying to share what your purpose is to make the world a better place.
0: I love that.
2: How about you, Sakura?
0: Um, I pulled a card from the Sonia Chiquette, the Divine Energy Oracle, and I pulled a card that says, Seek Hidden Treasure. And so I think this, you know, along with Rumi's saying, what you seek, you will, f- you will find. And so if you're seeking gloom, you will find gloom and doom, <laughs> right? Yep. And if yep. you're seeking joy, that is what you will find. But also to remember that we all have that treasure within us. And so I invite you to explore, as Rory was saying earlier, go back to your childhood. What is it that made you happy or where you found joy? What did you gravitate towards? And bring that more into your life now so that you can be at peace.
2: I love that. Uh, I pulled the page of cups and it says, a dreamer, serendipity, creativity, new unexpected trajectories magic and synchronicity and an open and joyful heart. Mm. Imagine that. But uh, It says, uh, the world (laughs) is my magical oyster and I'm excited to see what flourishes next. And you know, it it does come back to that like outlook on life, right? You know, if you believe, it really comes back to your belief in the way that you look at life right? right? and how you look at each event that happens in your life and do you have this overall, overarching belief system that life is good, right? Mm. And that you have Uh, meaning and higher purpose so when the hard and challenging times come it's easier to ride those waves right Right. you don't have that purpose and that outlook life can be a lot harder
0: Mm -hmm. and then also you were saying synchronicities I think when we are living in joy and we are in tune with ourselves we do have more synchronicities appear in our lives
2: yeah and even the challenging times can be synchronicities Mm -hmm. right they can be their information you're like oh okay well Maybe Mm -hmm. I didn't feel great, but actually I got some really good information from that to be able to move to this next step. And so it it just changes the way that you look at it.
0: And how would you say the angels
1: also contribute, Jeanette? Mm. Well, you can always turn to them no matter what's going on in your life. And the more you work with them, the more joy you will feel, the more contentment and peace you will feel. Their joy and peace are pretty deeply connected. But I really encourage the people that I work with when we get into deeply into working with our angels that when you feel alone or you are alone, something happens or you just, you know, sometimes you just wake up and you don't feel good or you get home from work and you're just kind of down a little bit. Then, you know, you're holding that that sense deeply in there. You you call out to your guardian angels, first of all, always call out to your own guardian angels because they're right there with you and their only job is to make your life better. So just saying, ah, I feel like fill in the blank. I'm not going to (laughs) say the words, but I feel (laughs) awful and I don't know what's going on and I need some help. And I've had a great story of someone who was really deeply depressed about something like this and was really trying to connect with her angels. And they just said, go take a bath was something she never did. She never treated herself to that peaceful luxury. Uh And she was like, what? No. And she kept hearing this over and over in her head. Go take a bath. Go take a bath. Go take a bath. And she finally did. And she fell asleep. And during the sleep in the tub, you know, just a snooze, maybe 10 minutes, everything changed. She woke up and it was like, boom, she didn't even remember what she was upset about. So that's a really good example of how quickly your angels can jump in to change what's going on for Mm -hmm. you, going on around you. That's awesome. But we forget. We don't think that we can tune in and ask
0: them. Well, and also with our ancestors, you know, and our guides, I I find that in the mediumship sessions that I do with my clients, Mm -hmm. your ancestors will come forward when you're in a bad place. Right. They don't want to see you suffering and they have wisdom to share with you. They've been here before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're done. Yeah. They want to, you know,
1: pay it forward. So and you probably can... some of the wisdom they want to share, they didn't get a chance to share with you Abs- when they were here. Absolutely. Or they may be ancestors you didn't get to meet while mm-hmm. you were here. Exactly.
0: And so it could still be that knowledge and information can still be in your bloodline, but it's not yep. activated yet, right? Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty
1: impressive. <laughs> I heard today that it takes seven generations to get it out of your system, hmm. your, the, what you carry with you, negative or positive. Um, But when you when a generation of ancestors or whoever has had a horrible experience that gets passed down in the DNA and it takes seven generations to get it out.
0: Unless you heal it in your own time. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're that's your area of expertise.
0: Yes, (laughs) I have done that. You've helped me with it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I think we have time to go to our Facebook messages for today. Eric, can you help us out?
7: Definitely. Noah from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas says, I've heard a lot about feeling joyful, but I struggle because of all the horrible things happening around the world. Sometimes it seems selfish to focus so much on my own joy when others are suffering. Do you have thoughts?
0: Totally relate to that.
7: Yeah.
0: I would say that you can be joyful and still feel empathy and compassion for others as they navigate through horrible events. It's like yin and yang, right? The world needs our light and our joy to balance out the pain and the dark. And joy, as we have discussed, is a selfless act. And so, by you feeling joy amidst the suffering of the world, only helps others to move forward in their lives as well.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think we can't solve all of the world's problems on our own. No. So I think you know, what we do have the power to do is choose how you want to participate, right? Mm-hmm. So you can make a difference in the world. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think all of us look for ways to give back and to make a positive effect in other people's lives. And so I think it's really about focusing on that as much as you can. What is the difference in the change that you can make? Don't right. try to take on solving all the world's problems. That's just not possible. No.
1: What, what would you say, and you're Well, feeling guilty isn't going to raise the vibration on the planet to create more joy Mm. so please noah don't feel guilty um just because someone else is having a different experience maybe that's that's part of what they chose for their this lifetime experience was whatever is happening with them so the best way that you can help them is to be joyful and really resonate with whatever your purpose is and just keep on doing that
0: i like that well i hope that helps you noah And with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Cautious Coaching Hour.
3: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward so don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com.
7: skinandmind.com Has your life
5: been interrupted? Has the carpet been pulled out from under you? Have you had to pivot? Start something new? Start over from scratch? Or create something completely new? You're not alone. Come hear stories of others just like you. It's a brand new podcast called Interrupted Act 2 Reinventing Your Legacy with Coach Lori on Apple Podcast or Spotify.
0: Welcome back to our final broadcast of Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am Sakura Sutter, intuitive medium and spiritual coach. I am also the host of Love from the Hip.
1: And I'm Jeanette Dames, angel therapy practitioner and heal your money, love, joy, peace, and health story coach.
2: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Be sure to check us out for our final broadcast in Cape Town on Sunday at 9 p.m. South African time on Zone Radio 88.5 FM.
0: All right. Well, let's go back to our Facebook messages for today. Eric, can you help us?
7: Yes. Patrick from Manzanita, Oregon says, after listening to what you've shared, I definitely feel like I'm creating a life focused around living in joy. My partner, however, complains about everything in her life. Is it possible to maintain a state of joy when I live with someone who clearly isn't?
5: Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: it's a I good question. I think we've all
1: been there, Patrick. Yeah. I, go ahead, Jeanette.
2: Yeah, you, you go, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> hot okay. potato. Um,
1: yeah, it is a hot potato. Um, I would say, first of all, as her partner, I would want to know what is What is rooting around deep inside of her that's causing her to complain? What is really going on down there? Um, Is something from her past coming up that she's not comfortable talking about? Is she unhappy? He or she, whoever your partner is, with whatever's going on in in their life. And as someone, you feel like you've created a a life focused in living in joy. You can be an example. And a lot of times with our partners, they don't want to hear about how to fix their life from us. We'll tell them one thing and they'll ignore it and get upset, but their best friend might tell them the same thing. And then they'll go, oh, well, so-and-so said I should do this. So it's a really good idea, right? So standing in your joy as an example is one of the best things that you can do. And as a good partner, find out what, what is bothering them. Sometimes people that complain first off or see the negative in something first off grew up with that as an example, and they don't know how to be anywhere any other way. And they're not even aware that they're doing it so there's a whole lot of components in here that you can look at but you know if you're doing your part you're standing in joy you're sending out good vibrational energy
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i would add relationships are a two-way street and we choose to be in them so also if yours is beginning to wear on you and she starts to veer into your lane then you might want to take a deeper look at where you want to go in your life, you know, what your purpose is, and reevaluate your choices. But I think offering her as much loving advice and support while keeping yourself in joy is the way to do it.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's really hard to keep yourself at a high vibration when you are around people for prolonged periods of time that are not. Mm-hmm. so it 100% is going to have an effect on you. And, you know, I think the most important thing in a relationship is to have, like we said, a conscious one where both people are working on themselves. And so if the other person is working on themselves and willing to see themselves and some of these issues and have conversations about it and take action, then 100% stay and work through it because that's what being in a relationship is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But ultimately for myself, you know, if somebody's not willing to do the work, That's just not a relationship that I would want to be in. So, you know. And
0: haven't you guys been in relationships where your partner's goal was also to break you down, right? (laughs) Or bring you down to their level of negativity and anger? Yeah. And
2: a lot of that is unconscious, as, you know, Jeanette said. And so, Mm -hmm. but as long as they're willing to see it and own it and work on it, then I think, you know, you're fine. Like, that's part of being in a long term
1: relationship. Right.
2: You know, you're going to have your ups and downs, and it is going to be work.
1: Yeah, And hold on to yourself and your joy because misery does love company. (laughs) Uh That's absolutely
0: true, right? Whatever you tune into. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages.
7: Eric? Sure. Christy from Seattle says, I have a young son and he seems so captivated by the simplest things in life. He definitely appears to be living in joy. I remember feeling that way, but somewhere along my journey, I've lost it. Can adults really operate that way again? How can I reclaim my joy? <laughs>
0: hmm. Right, you were uh, talking all yeah, about this. Yeah, I mean, this. I
2: think, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely harder being a an adult than it is a little baby uh, mm-hmm. or even a young child, right? We have so many more responsibilities and things to do, and we see the world for what it is. And, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. But, of course, we can still capture that energy. It just takes, you know, it takes effort, right? Like takes making choices about how you want to spend your time and who you want to spend your time with and the things that you want to do and and so, yeah, that that energy, as Jeanette said, is like it's still in us, that connection is still in us, it's always there. Uh, we just have to make effort to go off and put ourselves in a place where we can tap into it
0: and revisit your childhood and hypnosis is a great way to do that and reconnect with your inner child, right Have your inner child show you what brought you joy when you were little and have that connection grow and then also allow the care of your son and your playful interactions with him bring you more joy as well
2: yeah kids will definitely yeah. give, you, give you those opportunities <laughs> right to be a kid again
0: especially when you've had a really rough day yeah. <laughs> what would you add Jeanette?
1: i i would love to have a conversation with her about this because i'd like to find out or maybe you could also do it through hypnosis as well like you said where did it get lost
3: mm-hmm.
1: what was there one event or did it happen gradually where the feeling of joy disappeared and you can't see it in the simple little things anymore and i mean that's it that's kind of a deep dive that you you would have to take but you can reclaim it if you figure out where it where it disappeared and and made me make a list of the things that used to bring you joy yeah and And i see if they can still bring you joy again or maybe there's new things
0: that you want to try and don't you think that our limiting beliefs is what gets in the way is what steals our joy right that's why children oh yeah (laughs) are so carefree and so it's finding out you know how your check your thoughts essentially is what i would also recommend christy
1: children believe that anything is possible well, and and... they don't
2: and they don't always need to be perfect, right? They can they can try something new and just have fun even if they're horrible at it. <laughs> or as adults, like, you know, we We're don't We're embarrassed like, you know, we, we don't like want
0: to
1: try something new. Exactly,
2: we don't want to be bad at something. Worried about being judged.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's letting society take over your emotions. Right. And that's also and being what's disconnected. Expected of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely. I mean, have you ever been to one of those Sessions or gotten together with your friends and just acted completely ridiculous like a child. That's what Halloween's about. Yes, you get to be anybody you want
0: to be. You know, uh huh. That's why dancing is so fun.
1: I was home alone all weekend because my husband was off visiting his kids in Portland, and I had Margaritaville radio on, and I had a dance party with my dogs.
0: (laughs) It was awesome.
1: with well, with margaritas like
0: that so those dogs yeah. don't care either right yeah they're, they're living in they, their
1: they, joy well they're a really good example of staying present in the now and always living in joy
2: yeah. Oh, they are dogs dogs
0: yeah dogs like, like children right they oh, bounce back they,
2: well they love like you walk in the room and they are just <laughs> always happy always happy
0: worshiping the ground that you walk yeah, on they're never the wiggle
7: butts <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right well let's go we have one more question we can hit eric
7: Uh, Sure. Carla from Connecticut asks, would you compare happiness in a relationship to infatuation? Is this why a lot of relationships fizzle out? Because they don't cultivate more long-lasting and meaningful joy?
0: Yeah, Yeah. we kind of touched on this earlier. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right? As I said earlier, we piece together all, we see what we want to see, right? Mm -hmm. And so piecing all that little bits of happiness together and hoping that it outweighs the Mm -hmm. wrongness of the relationship. So being mindful of that.
1: So absolutely, I would compare happiness in a relationship with that for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think. And
1: there's another piece of that that relates because if we take happiness to infatuation can also be joy to purpose. Mm. And so if you're in a long term relationship, that's really purposeful and and is and gives you both all of the things of fulfillment that you need then you know it's not infatuation. So you take a look at happiness is fleeting. Infatuation usually has red flags that we choose not to look at. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like that. And so it's
1: fleeting. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I was thinking, yeah, like you meet somebody and you get the butterflies, that's happiness, right? But when you're really conscious Mm -hmm. about what you want and you know what you want and Mm -hmm. then you meet someone, like you're looking at more than just that feeling.
0: Well, and you feel Mm -hmm. that you're enough for you, right? So you don't even need them. They just complement your life. Yep. So. Yeah, definitely. I hope that helps you, Carla. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer. Thank you so much, Eric. KKNW, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener, for your longtime support.
2: If you love the show, feel free to visit the podcast at Love from the Hip, anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Also, if you would like more information or have any questions from one of us three coaches, feel free to reach out at our personal websites. So you can find me at sakurasutter.com.
2: You can find me at royreich.com.
1: You can find me at riverangelranch.com. And for any listener out there that would like a little more of a deeper dive into coaching, if you call me or come to the website riverangelranch.com, I'm offering $100 off per month for a four-month commitment for any of my coaching programs awesome
0: and don't forget to tune in next Wednesday at 2pm right here on KKNW for my farewell love from the hip Jeanette will actually be joining me as we dive deep into
1: divine connection
2: so glad you tuned in for the Conscious Coaching Hour
1: where we hope we have helped you awaken your intuition and inner coach so that you are living your best life and uh, now the end